This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to hear from the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. He is our special guest on tomorrow's Capital Happenings, which you can hear uh, right here, 8.30 a.m., along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. We're going to give you a little preview of tomorrow's show. We had a chance to sit down and chat with Mayor Brainerd. Of course, always a whole bunch of really big stuff going on in the city of Carmel and well becoming that so goes Carmel so goes many other places Carmel always competing now with the likes of Indianapolis becoming a major player in the state of Indiana so we'll talk with the mayor about the growth of Carmel about the tax rate out there about their use of tax increment finance a whole bunch of really great stuff and uh, we'll give you a preview with that uh, coming up in just a little bit but first had a chance to sit down with Indiana's Congressman Todd Rakita represents the 4th Congressional District, which includes us right here in Hendricks County. Of course, Congressman Rakita also considering a run for United States Senate. So I had a chance to talk with Congressman Rakita. Here's that conversation. Speaking of the United States, Congressman Todd Rakita, Mr. Congressman, how are you doing today? Hey, Rob. Great to be back with you. All right. So let's talk about Washington, D.C. How crazy is it out there right now? <laughs> crazy? Well, you know, I think some elements are still crazy, but uh, like I jokingly uh, say to some folks who ask the same question, it's it's still a little crazy, but it's a good kind of crazy. Uh, and it's good because we're going in a different direction, only being held up by Democrats who refuse to acknowledge that their candidate lost. And they just refuse to acknowledge that Hillary Clinton won't be the president, so they keep trying to obstruct at every turn. Of course, that's disheartening, but um, I support our president. I support our great vice president, Mr. Pence, and I support our team. And, and uh, we got a health care bill done. We got um, 
tax reform coming, and I'm ready to go. Everything's Russia, Russia, Russia. Are you guys even paying attention to that uh, from a lawmaker's side? Well, it's 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 a distraction, honestly. Um, you know, it's again, it's this idea that the Democrats won't admit that they lost. And you know, you remember, Rob, I used to be Indiana's chief election officer for eight years, and in, 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 in as Secretary of State. And I can tell you firsthand, Russia has not interfered with our elections, our election process. Uh, you know, it's not like Russia was tied into the voting machines or anything like that. So, the votes are the votes, and and um, you know, if if there's an invest if if an investigation proves that uh, Russia broke into someone's computer or stole emails, well, there's crimes that were committed, of course, and there are punishments for that, and 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 those should be discovered and executed. But it doesn't mean they interfered with our elections. Uh, you know, and, and really, what they did is provide additional information. Uh, got it in a, bad, in a clandestine way. Uh, but anyway, we have two committees working on this, and I think they should be allowed to come continue their work and, and move on. And that should be the extent of the distraction from what it should be a a, a, a rich agenda uh, with health care reform, tax reform, infrastructure spending, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, that affects um, all my committees. I'll be front and center for not only uh, the health, the continuation of the health care debate, but also tax reform. I'm the vice chairman of the budget committee. All right, let's talk about health care reform. Are you happy with the bill that came out of the House? Well, you can always be happier, right? You know, legislation is is, is sausage making for sure because it's not your perfect plan. You have to uh, have your your goals and ideas ebb and flow and intermingle with others. Who think they have the best idea? That's simply the legislative process. Uh, but it's a good bill. Let me say that, and it deserves to be made into law uh, because just by doing uh, just by doing that, you will have uh, affected more entitlement reform, in, in, the, in this case, Medicaid reform, than the program has ever seen. And that's important because that's what's driving our debt. There are basically three programs driving our twenty trillion dollar debt right now, and that's Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. And so, uh, you know, that reform alone is worth voting for this bill. I'm interested to hear that uh, senators want to do a clean sheet design with it, and 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 I wish them all all the progress in the world and and, and the best of luck. Um, we we ought to get this done sooner rather than later, uh, so that we can get on a tax reform because you can't do them both at the same time because of the reconciliation rules. All right, let's talk about tax reform, and you mentioned you can't do it at the same time. Just high-level yeah. explain to our audience why that is. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to get down in the weeds here, so everyone, <laughs> don't, don't turn off the podcast or the station or anything like that. It'll be over soon enough, but reconciliation is, is the idea that you're going to reconcile your policies to budget targets. And so that's how you get, once we get a fiscal year 17 budget like we did, and we had a reconciliation bullet, if you will, to use for, for health care form. And that's how we wrote the instructions, so that would affect health care policy changes to meet budget targets. Um, that allows you to get around the 60 votes. Reconciliation allows you to get around the 60 votes in the Senate so that you can actually get something to President Trump's desk. So in the case of health care, for example, um, some things in Obamacare, like the individual mandate, like the company mandate, they don't affect the federal budget. They're a mandate, and they're onerous, and it's an insidious law for sure, but because they don't move a budget number, you really can't put them in a reconciliation bill. 
or else the reconciliation bill would be ruled out of order and then the whole idea would die. So when people complain about, well, you're not repealing all of Obamacare, well, we're getting most of it. We're getting everything that moves a federal budget number, and we'll get the rest later. But if, it, if, I, if, if you want to do the, all of it, you can't use reconciliation, and therefore you need 60 votes, to, which we don't have, to get to the president's desk. So we made the decision, Rob, to use reconciliation because we really wanted to get the heart of Obamacare out. We really wanted to reform Medicaid, do some other things that makes uh, our health care system work better for people, lower premiums, higher, better choices, bends cost curves down, those kinds of things. And we think we found uh, a pretty good sweet spot in that. Um, and then tax reform will be done with reconciliation, too. Uh, but you can't have two reconciliation bills going at the same time. That's right. just the, the, the fact of the matter, because once we adopt a fiscal year 18 budget, then fiscal year 17 goes away uh, by definition. And with that, any unfinished business like the health care bill, if it's not signed by the president by that time. So that's why it has to come one after the other. All right. Uh, just a couple of minutes here left with Congressman Todd Rakita. Infrastructure is a huge issue. Indiana dealt with this in their legislative session this year. Where are we at with the transportation bill? Well, you know, President Trump, remember, on election night, came right out and said that he wants to spend a trillion dollars on, on infrastructure. That's a huge number. And it also uh, doesn't take into account the fact that we are in the middle, basically, of a five-year infrastructure bill that I had a, a pretty solid hand in putting together. Uh, and that was the first time that we had a multi-year bill in 11 years. So uh, local communities, uh, state legislators can all plan now for five years uh, their infrastructure projects, knowing exactly what they're going to get from the federal government. In Indiana's case, that's a billion dollars a year for five years. Uh, so the federal government has done a lot already, long way to say. Um, and now Mr. Trump wants to do more, and I'm happy to meet him to do more as long as it's paid for. It was very difficult to find five years' worth of funding uh, for this last one, and um, and it's going to be even more difficult uh, to find a trillion. Now, we may not have to find a trillion in the sense that uh, business and public-private partnerships and and other mechanisms may make up some of that uh, trillion dollars. Uh, but I'm willing to work with this president. I'm willing to work with this vice president. I'm part of the team, and, and I want to get this country saved and back on the right track. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos will be here Monday. You were a part of sweeping legislation, education reform, when Obama was president. Tell us about what you did and what you hope to accomplish now. Well, we got a major piece of legislation done when even and got it signed even by Mr. Obama. Uh, the Wall Street Journal called it the most devolution, the most the biggest transfer power from the federal government to the state that it had seen in 25 years. And now, um, uh, my friend Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education, is going to announce a plan Monday in Indianapolis that uh, most likely will will, will be the uh, framework of a bill that I filed uh, for the last three years uh, that really uh, improves the ability for low-income parents uh, to send their kids to the school that they choose, not using the public school's money, but using uh, federal funds initiated from a tax credit that individuals and corporations would get from, for donating the scholarship. So it's a parent-driven model that really allows them, the parents, to choose what's best for their kids. And I believe that low-income parents can do just as good a job in doing that as, as, as other parents. And so I expect um, uh, Ms. DeVos to outline in broad brushstrokes uh, the administration's agreement with, that, with those principles, and, and I think that will give my legislation a big boost. All right, I want to close with this. I'm getting lots of emails from you. You've got a fundraising team. You're all over the place. Do you want to break any news on this Friday for us? 
I'll tell you, you'll be the one of the first to know, if not the first, Rob, but uh, no exclusives today. Uh, your listeners know that uh, Joe Donnelly you know, really doesn't have or employ the Hoosier values in terms of his votes that he claims he has. You know, Joe Donnelly is always with us. He's always with us, Hoosiers, whenever it doesn't matter. Uh, but when it matters, when it's Obamacare, he's right there with Mr. Obama and voting for it. When it's giving $150 billion to the Iranian government so that they can turn around and give it to Hezbollah and ISIS to hurt our friends in the Middle East and then hurt us, Joe Donnelly's right there with Iran. When it's over or adding regulations to our, our Second Amendment and to our gun rights uh, at the request of Mr. Obama, Joe Donnelly's not with Hoosiers. He's with Mr. Obama again. And Schumer and Pelosi, and you name the issue, Rob. And it has to stop. And so I'm seriously considering uh, throwing my hat in the ring uh, as a former two-time statewide office holder with strong name ID, good grassroots network, good grass, good reputation around the state uh, to make sure uh, Joe Donnelly stopped. Well, Mr. Congressman, I know you're busy. Uh, thanks for your time today. Keep up the great work. We love you here in Hendricks County. I love you guys. Be back uh, like I am every weekend. See you soon. That was United States Congressman Todd Rakita. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry 
with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to United States Congressman Todd Rakita. And, of course, every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m., you can hear Capital Happenings right here on 98.9 WYRZ. You can join yours truly, Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, as we give you the latest on Indiana government, take you behind the scenes, give you the inside story on how things get done. And, of course, we just wrapped up session, and we spend most of our time during session talking about big public policy issues. Now that we're out of session, we're going to spend a lot of time talking with folks that are big influencers in Indiana government. We heard from Indiana State Senator John Crane last week. This week, Senator Merritt and I talk with the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. And, of course, Carmel, so many great things going on out there, always in the news and a driver of economic development. So we thought it'd be fun to sit down with the guy who for many, many years and many, many terms has made it all happen, the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. Here's that conversation. Mayor Brainerd, thank you very much for uh, being on our show today. We uh, really enjoy talking with personalities and those that are leaders in our communities. And uh, everybody is really impressed with property values in Carmel. Uh, most real estate agents tell me that they can't find homes for sale because no one wants to sell. And if they sell, a lot of times people remove the house so they could use the lot. And and things are improving. The sun is, is shining in, in Carmel. And congratulations on the, all the growth. Uh, how do you feel about how things are going right now? Well, it's going very well. One thing is important. It's it's about quality growth for our community uh, in, in our built environment. And, you know, I I have a PowerPoint show. I show when I'm on the road sometimes, and I show a picture of this from an island off the coast of San Diego. It's beautiful skyline with mountains and palm trees and sailboats in the bay. And my first words are, this is a caramel. <laughs> Aspen Mountain in the background. The next slide, yeah. Colorado, I say, this is a caramel. And then I've got a beach up in Northern California, you know, waves against the rocks. And this is a caramel. Everybody's chuckling at this point. And then I show a flat field with uh, crops growing. And so this is our palette. Then I pop up a picture of Paris. This is always fun. And so they have the same palette we do. Lousy weather, no mountains and no ocean. And they did okay. Yeah. So I, I try to make the point. It's about what we build. And quite honestly, the culture that's great too—the uh, sense of community that's fostered by getting people together and working together and making really good attempts at, at consensus building um, as the community moves forward. Mr. Mayor, talk about your use of tax increment finance and how big a, a tool that has been for your city. It's the best economic development tool we have. And we've used it very carefully and strategically, but it's worked out for us. We've got one of the lowest tax rates in the state. We we have. Uh, I guess I should backtrack for a minute. Maybe explain tax incremental finance. Yes, please do. Sometimes it's referred to as TIF. So normally, when um, 
you get your property tax bill, it's made up of a variety of things. It's made up of the general fund, the highway fund, the library fund has a rate on it, uh, the township gets a little bit, the county gets some to run the jail and the county roads. And, and so it's it's stacked. All the different units of government combined, that's called your district or your total rate. Um, in Carmel, uh, it's about 1.95 per 100. A, a, res, a residential property is limited to 1%. Apartments are limited to 2 under the, the state constitution. And all other commercials limited to 3. But we're, we're below 2 in all cases. Um, so... And TIF is a little different. It, it's a new company comes to town and says, look, we'd like to move some jobs here. And sometimes cities will say, well, we'll not charge you property taxes. And I think that's wrong for the most part. We've done it occasionally, but we try not to do it. Uh, because they use services. And so everybody else is, in essence, providing welfare to this uh, for-profit company. What we say is we'll allow your taxes to be used to improvements in that in the area of where your business is going to be, maybe a new road, maybe improvements to the sewer system, maybe uh, parking structures that are uh, available to the public as well, things that that they need to be able to do business here or to mitigate the impact of that business on the community. So we're doing a lot of parking structures, and. Um, it's worked out very well for us. We've also built the Palladium and our Arts Center out of that funding. In essence, you know, Carmel was a little tiny Quaker village started in the 1830s. Still had under 1,000 people at the end of World War II. Today it's almost 100,000 people. But it didn't have a downtown. It developed after World War II. Um, so it was just a car suburb. And when I first ran for mayor, I kept hearing people say, I wish we had a downtown. I wish we could walk... Uh, for dinner and to see a show. And so that's by working in partnership and using TIF as a funding source, we've built a walkable, pedestrian-friendly downtown. We, uh, uh, I, I have a lot of friends that live in Carmel. One of the things that they take a lot of pride in is you can't find a chuckle. There's there are no chuckles in Carmel. Your your uh, street department must pride themselves on constant inspections and and uh, the roundabouts and you've really uh, hooked into something that is very very special to a community and they really love their roads and I'm sure you were watching the legislation this last session at the at the legislature uh, in regarding to our transportation uh, system would you talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. You know, I was a history major in college, and I, so I try to put things in a historical perspective. Go back to the Romans. They figured out if they were going to run their empire, they had to have a good, efficient way of moving people and goods across that empire. And so they're famous for their roads. There was a, nothing really has changed today. If we're going to be successful as a country or a city or a state, we have, and the legislature hats off to them on this issue. They recognize that. We've got to be able to move people. Now, our roundabouts are a little twist. Not only do we save about, uh, because of the slower speeds, we get an 80% reduction in accidents. In fact, we were doing a little bit of research last week. We had fewer injury accidents last year than we did 20 years ago, even though our population has increased three times. It's all about speeds at the intersection. Um, 
But in addition to that, the roundabouts move four to five times the amount of traffic that a stoplight does in the same hour. I I, uh, uh, I have a friend who was in uh, California just recently, and they actually had a stop sign in a roundabout. And yeah. it was just typical California. And and we are a very commonsensical uh, place. And you're incorporating the arts, uh, specifically the Palladium, is is a great play because no pun intended because people enjoy the culture uh, what my concern with the palladium was built was uh scarfing off the people uh from downtown indianapolis and i think both have dwelled i think both have excelled uh talk a little bit about the palladium itself and and i know you love music yourself and and uh how that plays a, a large role in carmel well we we actually tried to take a very regional approach, but we you look at traditional successful cities over history, and they had lots of art facilities. Um, and then we looked at Indianapolis. Well, Indianapolis had several good theaters. The Palladium is a concert hall, and they're similar, but they are different types of buildings. A concert hall is one room, a theater is two rooms separated by a curtain, and theaters for drama and dance. Uh, concert hall is exclusively for music, so we we can't do Broadway theater, for instance, in the Palladium. Uh, you can sing the songs, but you don't have the ability to let the scenery down. And Indianapolis didn't have a concert hall. We're one of the largest cities in the country that didn't have one, so we thought, okay, Carmel can help by filling in that missing uh, n- niche. Um, and it's been really good for economic development. We've had almost a billion dollars in the last couple of years invested by the private sector within about a mile of, of that building, and that's in an older industrial area that previous uh, to the Palladium being there wasn't, wasn't doing that well, wasn't attracting investment. But now it's the center of our new downtown, the Palladium's the anchor, um, and it's really helped create a, a community spirit, too. And we bring, we're doing a lot of education for kids. We're bringing kids in from all over Marion County and the surrounding counties, to get an opportunity to see what an orchestra sounds like. Um, and so we hope that we're uh, not only providing something that's really good for the folks that live near the Palladium, but something that's good for the entire region. In our guest, the very fabulous mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Uh, Mr. Mayor, the Airbnb issue was big for you guys. Some people wanted the state to step in. Talk about why it's important that local governments be able to regulate these sort of topics. And they do know, Mayor. Tell them what your what your position was in Brownsburg. Uh, hey, I, I, I'm I'm all for it if you want to do it, but I also recognize that Carmel is their own entity and should be able to govern themselves. And he was in government in Brownsburg. Okay. I well, that's what when we talk about home rule, that's what we're talking about. What we're really talking about is the average citizen having an opportunity to have input when there's a proposal that's going to impact what might be their biggest investment in their life, their home. Um, and and what, why I didn't like the bill that um, was introduced um, by a member of the Indiana House, um, he wanted to introduce a bill that took away local zoning authority for just this one category of land use. What it also took away, though, was a neighbor's ability to say, wait a minute, could you tweak it a little? Could you change it? I have some suggestions, or I don't want it in my neighborhood. And, you know, we have zoning battles all over the state 
every week of the year in this state and every state in the country. But there's a process in place where these things get worked out, they get compromised. And what's unique about the United States, every citizen has the right to step up to that microphone to organize his neighbors and say, we like it, we don't like it, we sort of like it, and we want to make some changes, whatever it is. But that process works. And unfortunately, this bill took away the ability for that process, and it was a one-size-fits-all done by the state legislature. And I said to the proponent, the, the author of the bill, I said, so when I get a complaint about loud music at 11 at night, do you want me to have him call you up in northern Indiana? <laughs> he didn't like that idea. I said, well, that's why. That's, you ought to run for mayor if you want to control these things or have input into them. He believed very strongly he didn't want cities to prohibit this type of use. And I agree with him that he shouldn't be able to prohibit it, but they should still be able to have a process where there's local input. Um, you know, if I live in a neighborhood, a single-family neighborhood, that's in a nice house, in a zone, single-family neighborhood, and suddenly my neighbor moves out and is running a hotel out of that house, uh, I'm not going to be very happy. Mm-hmm. Now, well, if it's an elderly woman and maybe her husband died or vice versa, and, you know, a few times a month they run out of room and they make sure the noise level's turned off and they remain in the house, well, I'm not going to mind that so much. It's e- but each individual case is different, and that's why there needs to be a local process in place to look at each individual proposal, let the neighbors look at it, and try to reach a consensus. We have processes in place that do that under Indiana law. And say, don't change that. That process is working. Well, we uh, we won't ask for secrets, but your year and a half into your current term, uh, if you had to give a state of the city speech right now, what's your vision for the next couple of years for the for the uh, city of Carmel and, and going forward? You'll laugh. We, we have 28 more roundabouts funded. <laughs> <laughs> Long 96th Street. Yes, seven along 96th Street. Yeah, about five of them there. And 96 and Keystone will mm-hmm. come a separate, uh, separated grade interchange. That's going to save lives, mm-hmm. going to save injuries, and, and and make that area more efficient too for people to drive it every day. I'm excited about those projects. Uh, we're continuing to build a lot of bicycle paths, uh, and what we're seeing though, and the, the big project is our new street connecting all three of our redevelopment districts. Uh, separating the Monon into a ped path and a bicycle path through that area. Uh, we have our ice skating uh, rink in front of the Palladium coming online. It's going to open on November 18th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon this year. And we're doing a Germanic uh, holiday market around it during the month of December, no, late November and December as well. We're, we have a lot of events during the summer. Almost every week, two or three or four events, free concerts, movies, and uh, you got Sun King. That's right. Sun King's coming to be right there on Monon Boulevard. Um, we have all these summer events. But we're really trying to focus on, okay, how do we get off our couches and get out and be more active in the winter? So we're looking at a whole series of winter outdoor events to bring the community together, too. Wow. And that's, so that's exciting. Yeah. 
Mr. Mayor, I want to close with this from my end. Uh, Brownsburg is currently looking at taking the step of becoming a city. Many other towns across central Indiana are considering this. How much has having a chief executive like yourself made it a better, Carmel a better place? Having that one guy that voters can come to, how much has that benefited the community? Indiana has what's called a strong mayor system. A lot of states don't have it, where the mayor is just a member of the city council, and then they hire a city manager to run it, who's not elected but appointed by the city council. I, I believe our system is a good system, and it works. Um, somebody needs to be in charge. It's very clear to the voters, whether it's a good mayor or a bad mayor, there's a direct line of responsibility. And it's, in essence, a CEO job. It's more a job of managing the city than it is of of uh, politics um, and I, I really there's some cons to it you know if you had a series of mayors turning over maybe a city manager would provide more continuity but I really think that our system here in Indiana is one of the best of uh, any of the states it's an interesting system in southern Germany I found that I joke I sort of like this the first time someone runs for mayor they run for a four year term but then they run for their second term if they win, they get eight years. The opponent wins, they start back at four again. Huh. I'm thinking that'd be kind of a neat system. You'd have to only have to run every eight years after that first term. Well, that wouldn't be bad for Indiana Senate either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Mr. Mayor, we uh, we want to thank you for your time today. Carmel's a fabulous place, and uh, keep up the great work out there. Well, I appreciate talking with both of you and Senator Merritt. Thanks for. Everything you do for the state of Indiana, and Rob, thanks for what you're doing for Brownsburg. Back to my example about uh, the built environment. is what we build and the culture we create in this part of the state that's going to make us competitive and make it a place that people want to spend their lives, and that's, that's what we're all after. That was the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. Appreciate him taking the time to talk with us. And don't forget, you can hear yours truly, Rob Kendall, Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, Capital Happenings in its entirety, tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., right here on WYRZ. Take a quick break. More next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. That's going to do it for us today. Special thanks to United States Congressman Todd Rakita, as well as the mayor of Carmel, Jim Brainerd. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. 
You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indiepolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. 
Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.